What's happening, guys? Pete back with you for an all-new edition of the Music Box P podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. On today's episode, I have an interview with Cloud Chaser. Uh, they're from Boone, North Carolina. Uh, Brady and Cameron, so they're a duo, and they're probably one of the more fascinating acts I ever had on the podcast. Just they're involved in the whole math rock genre, which we're going to delve into over the course of the interview. So, because I've heard of math rock, I'm not entirely sure exactly what that entails but I, I definitely found out when I interviewed the guys last month and, and they were an absolute joy to have on and it's sort of the, kind of the interesting thing about a little backstory about doing this interview is that there was actually a little power outage that they had during the course of the interview because they had a storm down there I, I was able to edit that out of the interview so you won't hear that portion so I was able to splice everything together so um, we chatted about the uh, beginnings of the group uh, how the guys met and just sort of you know encapsulate in a nutshell what math rock entails because the one thing about cloud chaser is that there's no vocals involved whatsoever so it's just entirely instrumental entirely guitars and drums that's it so i would chat about that and um we also chat about they actually performed at deep cuts in medford back in july i wasn't at that show because i was actually down in their home state of north carolina attending the uh, chelsea rex match so i, I was on my uh, vacation so we kind of swapped locations <laughs> we kind of, kind of mentioned that um to cameron uh, uh during the interview we just had a little good uh, back and forth about that we chat about that uh the recording of the, their latest album too which is absolutely incredible by the way i'll get more de uh, details after the cast plus everything you need to know about them in one fell swoop and Plus, they have beautiful hair. I mean, come on. That's what's really the selling point for the for the dudes. And, but they are just so they're so lovely, laid back, and they just really encapsulate everything there is about music. Because you, you don't know anything about them, but you're gonna know everything about them after this interview is said and done. Because they just have this sort of X factor growing within them. It, it just kind of piques your curiosity of sorts, just to know everything there is about them. And, but once you have listened to their music and once you're well versed in everything they've covered, you're gonna fall in love with them. So without further ado, here's my interview with Brady and Cameron from Cloud Chaser. Okay, Music Box Pete here on uh with one half of a duo, uh, one member of a band uh based out of North Carolina. Uh here to uh, come on talk about their musical beginnings, creative process. Uh their latest album is called Metallica. Uh I'd like to welcome on Brady from Cloud Chaser. Brady, thank you for coming on. Yo, what's up? Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Stoked to have you on. Uh, so just so, for all my uh, listeners out there, uh, just give us your name and role in the band. Uh, my name's Brady Kennedy, and uh, I play drums, <laughs> Cloud Chaser. Awesome. And we're trying to get Cameron on right now, so he might join midway through this interview. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried calling him up. He might be busy. We actually live like two and a half, two and a half hours from each other right now, so... We don't even really see each other that often right now. He's about to move closer to me, mm -hmm. in a couple, actually. But we're both, uh, you know, we're in transitional periods right now. So, all right, cool. Um, so uh, let, let's go back to the beginning and uh, talk about the formation of Cloud Chaser and uh, how you both met. Well, um, so Cloud Chaser initially started basically right whenever uh covid happened and, and there was, was a lockdown and everything um cameron and i we we used to play in another band called basilica and that band's kind of on a hiatus right now but it was like a it's like a deathcore kind of project and uh yeah so we we had been playing together since about like 2017 so we have a lot of uh you know a lot of chemistry a lot of rapport together but yeah, Cloud Chaser, for the first year and a half, I 
because of COVID and everything, we didn't have any shows or anything. So nobody really heard about us or anything. So we, we just kind of, uh, we were sitting on all this material for a while. Like we mm -hmm. actually used to, uh, we rented out this studio or not even a studio, just a literally like a room underneath this karate dojo. So for like the first year and a half, the only people who ever heard us were the kids upstairs, like doing karate. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how we, how we came about. Awesome. Here we two albums later, you know, two years, two, I guess it's almost been three years now. So yeah. And living the dream, huh? <laughs> yeah, as they say. <laughs> um, I'm kind of curious as to some of your uh, musical influences, and um, I, I want to sort of delve deep into that. So um, what were some of your musical influences that really inspired you to play music? Uh, it's, it's inspired me to play music in general. Um, I got to go way back in, like, Cameron and I both actually share this influence, but like our first favorite band was ACDC. Like we just loved, you know, plug the idea of like a dude in a schoolboy's outfit plugging in a guitar, turning up to 10 and just rocking out. And so we, we both uh we're both kind of rockers at heart. So so ACDC, you know, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, like we grew up on a lot of like 80s kind of thrash metal power metal i guess you could call it like hair metal type stuff very 80s influence as far as our our roots and what got us started you know playing our respective instruments i would say but as far as like our music um basically whenever i i went to college i i had never even heard of math rock or math core or any math thing like i had heard of of like prog and like progressive rock and stuff like i listened to like you know dream theater or whatever even even like mashuga and things like that but basically i got to college and i heard of this band called hella which uh, you might be familiar with and zach hill their drummer he also plays in uh death grips that's kind of his more popular band but yeah, I, basically, I heard Hella, and it was like game over. You know, it, it, I just wanted to be like Hella ever since then. So that that was kind of the main influence for Cloud Chaser, at least, because you know, there's just two guys, you know, a drummer playing crazy fast stuff, and then a, a guitarist holding down all the melodic, harmonic side of things, and something about that just really spoke to me. So I've really just been chasing that, or both Cameron and I have ever since nice now yeah. um growing up uh in north carolina because uh whereabouts in north carolina did you uh live or uh, where you're from i grew up in a town called hamptonville which most people probably haven't heard of but usually people have heard of charlotte mm -hmm. um so i it's about like 30 40 minutes north of charlotte very rural area you know like a lot of cornfields and <laughs> you know <laughs> uh a lot of highways with and not a lot of people really you know people are really spread out definitely not a lot of math rock out here <laughs> <laughs> cameron actually grew up in a town called hillsboro which is uh people usually know raleigh it's about it's yep. one of the more air uh rural areas surrounding raleigh and uh he and i both went to appalachian state in a town called Boone, North Carolina. And that's where we met each other and mm -hmm. formed Basilica and then eventually 
cloud chaser and Cameron actually still lives in Boone. So he's there right now. And I live currently in uh, in a town called Chapel Hill, which is, is also near Raleigh. So. Yeah, that's where I visited this past summer, too. So it sort of has a, a cool little Midwestern feel to it. When oh, you I came to Chapel Hill? Yeah, yeah, I was in Chapel Hill this summer, and it sort of had that Midwestern feel to it. and just sort of really felt like a nice little cozy town, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And as far as North Carolina, you know, there's there's kind of different demographics depending on where you go. But, yeah, Chapel Hill... You know, we we have a great venue out here, Cat's Cradle. A lot of legendary bands have come through, and and I'm right on the edge of this town called Carborough, which is like a really like hippie kind of artistic uh, town. And yeah, yeah, North Carolina is great. Awesome. Now, how big of a role did music uh, play in your upbringing uh, when you were younger, in terms of like really wanting to like you know play music and all that? How big of a role did that play in your upbringing and how did it sort of grow from there in terms of like, you know, uh, wanting to be a musician? Um, hmm. Music. I mean, I've always loved listening. <laughs> I'm actually one of the only musicians in my whole bloodline that I'm aware of. So, I, you know, I, you hear a lot of musicians like their parents played music or something. Neither of my parents were very big into music, like as far as playing it. But my dad was always putting on like Motley Crue records, Judas Priest. Um, he was really big into like the hair metal stuff. Like he liked Def Leppard and he liked Kiss. And uh, yeah, so I'll, honestly, I owe a lot to my dad as far as exposing me to, you know, just the, the music that spoke to me at the time, which was like rock music largely, you know, and and I eventually kind of went on my own path and discovered my own things. But there was always music playing in the house, but nobody ever I didn't really have anyone to look up to as far as performing music or playing music. So that was kind of more of a an individual type thing, which, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad that it was nobody kind of pushed me to do this like the, uh, it just organically was something I was interested in and and I I kind of know that about my my you know my inner child that like that kid wanted to play the drums you know like nobody was I didn't have lessons or anything actually I, I would get in trouble for playing a lot of the times because like <laughs> growing up my dad uh he was a he was a police officer actually so he would work nights and sleep all day you know, so that's kind of not an ideal situation to have <laughs> when, when you live with a drummer. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I eventually like pulled my drums out into my clubhouse growing up and just, you know, would play out there. So really, it, people didn't like it when I practiced that much <laughs> growing up. So, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, but everyone was always an appreciator of music, at least from a consumer perspective, you know, like listener perspective, but they, I honestly don't think that they, anyone really understood the life of a musician in, you know, the small town in North Carolina that I came from. So yeah, you, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting question. What role did music play? <laughs> that's how, you know, when you sort of like made an impact when people sort of like, you know, don't get it, that, that sort of makes you want to try even harder to sort of yeah. break up. I was just so angsty, you know, I was like, oh, you think I can't do something like I, watch mm -hmm. this, you know, like I, I I just doubled down. And I mean, nobody ever had to make me practice or anything like I just uh, 
I just couldn't get enough. I still can't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned a little earlier about math rock, which is um, a genre that I really don't know a whole lot about. It's something that's mm -hmm. sort of some, some people I've heard like a little bit of it in the past, but um, maybe you could sort of let listeners in about what math rock is a genre and what that sort of encompasses. Well, a lot of people would argue that math rock isn't even a genre. Um, <laughs> some people, there, there's confusion on what it means if we are even considering it a genre. Like, there's a, there's kind of the Midwest emo branch on the math rock tree. And then there's a, the more, like, dark, chaotic side of it. Really, it, in my opinion, math rock started in the the early mid nineties with bands like, like Bastro and uh, Don Caballero and Slint. And, and, uh, and then you have like bands like lightning bolt and things like that, which, which were just kind of pushing the boundaries of, uh, of progressive music. But a, a large, a lot of times you, when you hear progressive music, there isn't very much punk influence. And, and in my opinion, uh, you know, we call ourselves real math rock, right? So in, in my opinion, real math rock is derivative of, of punk rock, right? You can hear that edge to it, that, you know, that, that refusal to conform and that the, even the, the looseness, the sloppiness, the, the carefree nature of punk rock and, and where I feel like it was, uh, epitomize like the basically the as good as it can get is with the band hella and and zach hill on drums spencer syme on guitar they were just a, a duo they, they they released three duo albums they they released other albums with a full band but the three duo albums are the ones that that i'm talking about and it, it, they're just cramming as many notes as possible in these super alien harmonic progressions and riffs and things and like Unless you are completely obsessed with the music, you basically can't figure out what's going on. You know what I mean? And I just, it, that something about that spoke to me, that they just pushed further and harder than what I thought was possible, you know? And anytime something kind of uh, does that, you know, expands my horizons of what I think is even possible, you know, that... For some reason, things like that have always spoken to me more so than something catchy or something, uh, I don't know, like more palatable, I guess, even is a good word, you know, more consumable. Like, I'm just a weirdo, you know, I just I want to be the guy that, that listened to the song enough times to know what happened. And it'd be it kind of belonged to me a little bit more because I spent the time. And I guess, in my opinion, math rock is music that is written with that uh that depth that mm -hmm. kind of chaos and, and uh kind of reaching for the unreachable in a way and uh yeah and then there's also bands like like american football or, or uh i can't even think of another example that's similar to them but that that more like midwest emo clean kind of uh chimey jangly uh you know, e emo inspired music. And and a lot of people, whenever they think the word math rock, they think of that type of music. 
which and personally that's not really what it means to me i guess and and it's not a popular enough genre to even have a stable definition it's so it's kind of like whatever math rock is to you is what math rock is but yeah i honestly don't even remember what your question was but i i hope i <laughs> oh about what like what math rock is and what it yeah yeah, yeah what is math rock yeah so it's kind of an impossible question to answer but that's uh that's my best go at it <laughs> no no i think you pretty much trying to enter that conversation in kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of jokey way and it actually worked which is crazy i never you know I, these are these were all my heroes and now you know we are you know not not on any grandiose fame level or anything, but we are part of that conversation at least, which I'm proud of. So. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed about your music too, is that your music um, is like all instrumental. It doesn't have any vocals. Was that sort of intentional all, all, all from the beginning or is, um, is there a sort of a thing behind it where there's, it's just completely instrumental? Um, honestly, I have always just listened to, I feel like I listened from the bottom up with music like i mm -hmm. listened to the rhythm and the the textures and then the 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 bass and the harmony and then like melodies and then if there happens to be lyrics i might learn the lyrics if i listen to a song a thousand times mm -hmm. but i'm gonna learn all that other stuff first just because of the type of person i am and the type of the where my ear has always gravitated towards and i don't know i just sometimes i think words are just kind of campy kind of cheesy mm. you know <laughs> and, and that's not to say that music with lyrics is bad or anything i guess just if i'm being honest with myself what i've <laughs> gravitated towards and like i said i've just always resonated with the uh the the concept of the two-piece and and hella really inspired me yeah so just the the idea that you know rhythm and and harmony are enough to sustain my interest in in music so I, I just you know we don't need it like it's not <laughs> it could add something but we don't we don't need it and honestly it you know in today's world it's becoming harder and harder to you know sustain yourself as an artist so you know splitting that door two ways instead of any more than two is always nice you know Awesome. And uh, we got uh, uh, your uh, bandmate Cameron's uh, joining right now. So we're going to get him on. Just invite him to our him. audience. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Cameron, how are you? Yo, what's up? I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, great to have you on. So we just having your uh, bandmate Brady come on. So um, just talking okay. about music, uh, what math rock is and all that. So, okay. um, cool. yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we'll get you uh, up to speed on what we've been talking about, but um. I yeah. just want to jump in. This actually leads into my next question about your creative process. So maybe you, um, you both can talk about what your creative process is like and how you guys normally come up with songs together. Cameron, yeah. do you want to do you want yeah, to yeah. take yeah. this one? Um, with us? sure, I could take this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, the creative process is definitely song by song. This can't. Um. It's definitely like song by song uh certain things um they're like we've had different ideas kind of like buried in the back of our minds that we'll always wanted to use and that kind of thing and have been in different settings where we haven't been able to you know 
use these ideas. And um, so that's certain songs are like that. And then others kind of have pre um, premeditated ideas that are more so like concepts. Like we have a song called Math Rock Police that I like made this TikTok video of me playing Every Breath You Take with harmonics. And we had the idea for the song for a long time, but didn't didn't really get to use it for a while and that kind of thing. Um, but let's see. Yeah. All right. So um, I think we just lost uh, Brady. Uh, he should be coming back on, but. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, sort of, I'm, we'll, we'll improvise I'm, with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was taking a nap and that. Yeah, that went longer than I. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, though? I am doing awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. The, it's great we're finally get uh, get time to do this. So I'm yeah. so stoked to have you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, we're stoked to be here, too. But it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, nice to meet you as well, Cam uh, Cams. Um, let's go by the, the recording of uh, your uh, latest LP, Metallica. So um, let's uh, talk about a little bit about what the whole recording process was like for you for that one. And this is your yeah. sophomore album, too, so. Yeah. So the recording process for Metallica, our first album, um, we recorded totally with our friend Jeremy White. And, that's, and, and that was um, called This Is uh, Real Math Rock. This Is Real Math Rock. And we recorded in his basement and did the drums in his basement and the guitar in his basement. Um, and it was all in one day. Um and that kind of thing and for the second album we had like a little bit different approach so we still went with our friend jeremy white uh he still recorded mixed and mastered everything but we recorded the drums at a different studio in north carolina the studio is called warrior sound and our some of our past bands have recorded there too but so we recorded the drums there at a different location on a different day still with the same guy but it's like a really really nice studio and a really really nice live room and that kind of thing and then we recorded the guitar a separate day and that was done at jeremy's basement in the same place that we did the first album so it was a similar um process but yeah um we live track or we basically live tracked a lot of the first album and then the second album, whenever we went to record drums, I would, you know, play a scratch track mm -hmm. with Brady, like while we were recording. So we don't record to a click. Um, we definitely try to get the live feel, live feel, and that kind of thing. Um, let's see. And then whenever I went to actually record the guitar, I, I was, yeah. I what it wasn't it wasn't live or so but <laughs> hello <laughs> hey yeah I don't know what happened it, for some the power is going out here and like messing up <laughs> yeah of no course. worries we're we're learning to improvise so yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of like our set you, you never know yeah. <laughs> this is perfect <laughs> so this is yeah. what you do on a nightly basis so <laughs> yeah this is how you know it's real yeah <laughs> so I, I yeah so. I, just talking with Cam about the recording process for Metallica. So maybe you could just sort of let me in on what the whole process was like for you in terms of uh, recording the whole album. Um. Yeah, basically uh, th that album, we split into two days. 
which the first album we did all in one day, which is kind of crazy thinking back on it. We were just we just went like 12 hours straight and just like didn't eat and just like drank coffee and played these songs all in one day. But then uh, album two, we did drums first and Cameron just played like scratch guitar. And honestly, we finished it pretty quickly, like because our music is like not necessarily on the grid or anything. You know, it can be imperfect and it it's still perfect. You know what I mean? It, so that like I feel like if I was really trying to play to a click and like get everything super clean and I, meticulous, I might you know, want to record longer, but the nature of our music is like probably the best take is going to be the first one. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we're trying to cat catch lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? So it really recording was like very easy. We have a friend who uh, records it, mixes it and masters it for a, a pretty good rate. So yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was a fairly easy process and uh, Jeremy White is the the engineer. I don't know if Cameron mentioned that or yeah. not. But yeah, it, that was uh that was basically the the process cuz we had already written the songs and we had played them live and everything. So it was kind of just go in, play them and then before you know it, it was over. Awesome. Yeah, our, yeah, our first album we didn't get to test anything out live like it, we were totally like a covid practicing band and mm -hmm. then so no one had heard any of the songs we didn't get to play any of them live for the first album we recorded them and then started playing live but the second album we did get to test shit out live and stuff like that so yeah yeah we didn't know who who we were with the first album yeah we were just kind of it was just a shot in the dark but by the second time around we had had plenty of shows behind us playing that like that material so yeah it was kind of a different vibe between the first and the second, as far as like our maturity and our, our identity and things like that. Um, is there a favorite song off Metallica that really stands out as your favorite? Was there one during the recording sessions that really popped out to you as uh, your favorite? Are there any standouts? Um, yeah, go first. Yeah. Personally, accidental live stream. One of the tracks is probably my favorite in terms of like, how the writing, I guess, or just like the structure of the song. And I feel like, for an example, we have the song Math Rock Police. It's kind of based off every breath you take. The song called Inner Sandman is kind of a, play, a joke with Metallica and stuff. <laughs> 120% burnt. It's kind of geared towards Dillinger and that kind of thing. Whereas Accidental Livestream is a little bit more of a standalone kind of thing. And um, a little bit more of like, I think where the next album will kind of be pointed towards. Yeah, part of the critique for us is that we're like too jokey or that we're too derivative of of uh, other artists, you know, like Chase Clout or whatever, which is like kind of the joke. So we're like allowed to kind of, but we still, you know, we don't want people to put us in that box. Is like we're only ripping off other people or like we're only... Like we don't have any original ideas, and I think accidental live stream really kind of uh, exemplifies our our creativity and our individuality a little bit more, rather than just like haha Dillinger weed joke, you know. Like <laughs> it's a little bit more. There's a little more integrity to it. Personally, my favorite 
track is is a song called Time Sigs on that album. It's just really fun to play and and that I don't know, it's it just makes me feel good. The the and the writing process was very organic. It was very much like Cameron presenting me with ideas and me distorting them through my lens and us having a unique product that we could make easily that no one else I think would ever make, you know, but because we, we both just think the way we think the way we communicate, we can write a song like accidental live stream. Like we, I remember writing, we wrote it all in like an hour. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, or I'm talking about time sinks, but yeah, I was thinking about your, you mentioning accidental live stream, but yeah, it, um, songs like that, like, I just feel like they're they are they kind of show our identity a little bit more rather than just the the clout chasing jokey yeah. of our which is also part of our, our identity but you know yeah and the clout chasing jokey aspect of it I feel like is how we've gotten to break through the silence like exactly. there's so much shit like just on Spotify there's so much oversaturation like with the internet like everybody has a damn math rock band and but nobody has a math rock band that's putting out a song called Enter Sandman or um yeah or naming their album Metallica. Yeah, you know, we're just in the the oversaturated uh shit post era of the internet, you know, so we kind of got to be uh you know, a little controversial to get any attention out here, so Awesome. Um, what can we find you guys doing in your spare time when not making music? Hmm. Um. Man, well, see, we're making music. First, you might actually do other stuff. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the the term "making music" could goodness. I don't know. I've been trying to practice jazz. I've been entering jazz kindergarten is what I've been saying. <laughs> but that's still, I guess, making music. Um, I was running for a while, but I hurt my foot, so now I'm not. Yeah, yeah we're we, both kind of like nerds. Yeah, we both teach music lessons and yeah. like play in cover bands and also our passion project. And... Uh, yeah, we, we both kind of getting here. The, the way we got here is by being like crazy obsessed, you know. So I feel like honestly, both of us lately are kind of trying to be a little more human outside of music lately. But that's kind of a work in progress, to be honest, you know, like I just I, I just love practicing. I practice hours a day every day yeah. and then I go teach people how to do it and then. A lot. Of, I play gigs on the weekends and things. And I mean, you know, I have a cat or I have two cats and a dog and I have a girlfriend. And, you know, we, we do things on our day off. And, you know, I'm pretty simple, though. I make play video games or something, you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so what's coming up next uh, for the band in New Year? Uh, any uh, hint uh, to the fans as to your uh, upcoming plans? Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Yeah. So. We've we've definitely got a lot of uh you know big things coming. Oh to write music this year. We've got uh I'm not sure when this comes out if I should rattle off dates or not. But 
Yeah, we're we're at least planning uh, individual dates leading up to April. Like we'll probably play ten times before April. It, mostly North Carolina. We've we've got an Atlanta date coming up. Most likely a Charleston date in February. I haven't actually talked to Cameron about that yet. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, we're going to Florida and Atlanta in uh, April. And then we're hoping to do another uh, week or two, like this past summer, again, this summer. So we might actually make it up your way again. Awesome. Yeah. Which would be great to, you know, to meet in the flesh. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure. uh, I don't want to say any like release dates for new material or anything like that. But yeah, lots of of touring. um, And we'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, how can fans find out more info about you online? Our social media, um, going on our TikTok, you know, you could scroll. We have enough. We have so many TikTok videos. You could just, it's like a, you know, a movie episode of worth <laughs> of TikTok videos. Um, Brady Post. Out there, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. We got Twitter posts and that kind of thing and our YouTube channel. Um, we have a, we do, we did do a live se- session recently and a podcast like interview with another friend of ours. And so that should be coming out soon. We've never really, we haven't done a lot of this type of thing. So we do really appreciate you giving us this opportunity and to talk about our music and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's so to have you on. So, um, yeah, so uh, one last question before I let you guys go. Um, what do you hope fans take away from your music? Mm, I, I hope that all the all the drummers that hear our music go and play the drums more, and all the guitarists who hear our music go play far more. And or I hope that people feel good and want to do things you, you know i hope that they, they get a good laugh out of all of out of our sense of humor and out of our not taking our art so seriously you know i i, I mean i aim to inspire people with with my art you know it feels really good to like just just uh today actually we played in charlotte like two days ago and uh a friend of mine sent me a video of her friends um like it, it, pretending to be us or whatever like it was like a guitarist and a drummer and they were like going crazy and then having these stops that like we inspired them to you know mess around and like i don't know that might lead to something and, and if if you, you know it's yeah. already at this point like I, we've actually match made before i know people who are dating because they both were cloud chaser fans like things oh, like wow. that i just want to i want to just spread goodness into the yeah. world that's either through humor or art or or you know just just goodness in general yeah i i definitely agree with that and all that i think too like with the internet and with bands and like we're talking about oversaturation these days people think that they should do the things that other people do and <laughs> try to chase that clout rather than like kind of like doing their own thing and being making like the weirdest thing possible and still being yeah. successful with like the weirdest shit possible. Um, 
So maybe there will be more weird, unique stuff, you know, because of us. But also everything that Brady said, I, yeah, I totally. Yeah. No, I really like what Cameron said too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you guys are legit talented, serious musicians, but I uh, appreciate you guys so much for coming on. And and I just want to say you guys have the most beautiful hair. I mean, that long flowing hair is just something else. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you having us on, man, and and hopefully we'll get to we'll we'll get to see you this summer if we come up that way. Yeah, yeah most, most certainly, guys, and yeah, and lots of luck to you in the future. So we'll definitely meet in flesh sometime soon. Yeah, yeah so thanks for having us. Yeah, you're really you're appreciate welcome. the opportunity. All right, take care, guys. Have a happy holiday. Yes, a- you too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks once again to Brady and Cameron for being so rad and doing this interview. I had so much fun chatting with the fellas and we're able to navigate through, you know, all the uncertainties that happened, whether it be a lightning strike, any sort of weather uh, interference, bad internet connection. You know, I've had it all while putting together these interviews over the years. I mean, so many different things that I'm able to edit out, splice together and... Lo and behold, the magic you hear, it's just the mere, it's the ma- miracle and magic of podcasting. You can literally do it through any weather condition imaginable. So again, massive thanks to Brady and Cameron. And again, check out uh, Metallica and uh, This Is Math Rock. That's That was their first album. Uh, both their albums are available on all the streaming services, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, they're on all the social media sites, as they mentioned. Uh, Instagram is the most up-to-date one, but literally check these guys out because they have something special to offer up to the audience that you can't find from any other act out there. And just literally their live performances are well worth it. Again, haven't seen them. I, I definitely will this summer. But I, I'm just basing it off you know, what I see on Instagram. But you know, live in person, they just have this magic and aura about them too that really magnetically draws you in. And it's going to make you a believer from day one. Thanks once again for tuning in to the Music Box Peep Podcast. See you next week.